This episode of Proper English is brought to you by Silent Consonants and the idiom Raining Cats and Dogs. Hello, my name's Dave. And I'm Alison. And we'd like to welcome you to the fourth episode of our podcast, which, as you know, is called Proper English. English. If you're learning English and you want to know the correct word to use in a particular situation. If you get stuck thinking of the right preposition. If you are puzzled by definite and indefinite articles. Then proper English is just the thing for you. So this week we're moving away from grammatical challenges to problems you might experience with pronunciation. Actually, just to be awkward, and we know how awkward English can be at times, don't we? Uh, we're going to look at letters that we don't pronounce. Dummy letters. Silent consonants. Mm. Did you know that roughly two-thirds of English words have silent letters? That is, letters that aren't pronounced. So why are they there at all? Well, for all sorts of reasons, Ali. Sometimes it's because we've borrowed the words from other languages. Greek, for instance. Uh, words that begin with a silent P, like uh, psychology or pterodactyl or uh, tsunami uh, from Japanese, uh, where you don't pronounce the T. Ah, yeah, I did know that. Also, it's about the evolution of our language, like the silent K and G in night, for example. Back in the day, in the Middle Ages, all the letters in night, K-N-I-G-H-T, were pronounced, Kniggert. But over the years, we've simplified pronunciation, so we pronounce it night, but retain the old spelling so we don't confuse it with the dark bit that follows day. Exactly. Now, you may not know this, but there are two kinds of dummy letters, empty letters and inert letters. Now, inert letters can be quite challenging because they are letters that you see in a particular combination that sometimes you pronounce and at other times you don't. For example, R-E-S-I-G-N, resign, you don't pronounce the G. Resignation, you pronounce the G. And M-A-L-I-G-N, malign, you don't pronounce the G. Malignant, you pronounce the G. And finally, sign, S-I-G-N, you don't pronounce the G. Signal, you pronounce the G. It seems to me that when G-N forms the final two letters of a word, we don't pronounce the G. I think you might be right. Hmm. There's bound to be exceptions, though. Yeah, yeah. The second group are empty letters, which are letters that simply don't have a function in a word. They're just there. And this can be a problem when it comes to pronunciation, because if your instinct is to pronounce everything you see in a word, this can be where it goes horribly wrong. <laughs> so in alphabetical order. Right, so starting with silent B. So D-U-M-B, dumb, D-E-B-T, debt, S-U-B-T-L-E, subtle. And so forth. And so forth. Silent C in the word indict, I-N-D-I-C-T, and that means to formally accuse or charge someone with a crime. And my favourite, silent C-H in Y-A-C-H-T. <laughs> you look at that word and you think, how the heck is that pronounced yacht? <laughs> silent D in bridge and edge. Yeah, so that's B-R-I-D-G-E and E-D-G-E. Silent G in foreign and a sign. Silent H in rhino, spaghetti and especially for our friend Annabella, stomach. And silent K 
for Kani, Knit, Knob, Kano, Knuckle. <laughs> I think you mean knee, knit, knob, no and knuckle. Well, might do. <laughs> Silent L in calf, C-A-L-F, talk, T-A-L-K, and should, S-H-O-U-L-D. And a silent M. Now, this is a bit unusual, this. If it starts with M-N, then the M is silent. In an unusual word, mnemonic, which means something that you use to remember things. But if it ends with M-N, the N is silent like in autumn and column. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a silent P, as in raspberry, receipt and bath. Oh, Dave, that's such an old joke. <laughs> and I'm a bit worried that not everybody's going to understand it. Maybe you should get in touch with us, listeners, if you understood Dave's joke about the P is silent in Bath. Silent T in castle or listen. And finally, silent W, as in answer or write. So in answer, you would expect it to be pronounced answer, but it's not. It's answer. Mm -hmm. If you've got W-R at the beginning of the word, the W is always silent. That was a lot of information. Also, there are many other examples we could have given you, but I hope after our little rundown, you've got the idea. And now it's time for our regular look at the weird things that we English say. It's time for Idiom of the Week. Idiom of the Week? This week's idiom is weather related because you know how us Brits love talking about the weather. Oh we really do don't we? A lot of our students have asked us about this one. Why when it rains heavily do we say it's raining cats and dogs? So there are a number of theories as to why we say this. One theory is that the howling of dogs represents winds and the hissing of cats is like the sound of heavy rain and that's how early Britons described storms. This is all tied in with the idea of Norse mythology and witchcraft. The All-Father Odin, god of wind, among other things, was often depicted with a pack of wild dogs, and witches have always been associated with cats. Particularly black cats like our millhouse, Dave. Yeah, and I reckon this was because storms can be scary and unpredictable, so people associated them with magic and mythology. Cats and dogs might also come from an old English word for waterfall. Mm, catadoup, from the Latin catadupa, which itself was taken from Greek originally. Literally, it's raining like a waterfall. I really like that explanation. That really, uh, that really sounds good to me. What it doesn't mean, though, is that cats and dogs are falling from the sky. And also, it's worth bearing in mind that, although it's an idiom that creates a lot of discussion... In the 21st century, it's not really used that often. You're more likely to hear people saying it's chucking it down or throwing it down or other less polite descriptive sentences. Mm. So that's it for this week. We hope you've enjoyed our meanderings and musings about the language we call English. Oh, and we have some boring admin news. Ah. We're moving platforms. Mm. We aren't podcasting with SoundCloud anymore because it's mainly for music. We've moved to Podbean which means we're available in many more directories all around the world. You can find us and subscribe to future episodes by searching Proper English on the Podbean app, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, or Pocket Casts, or CastBox, or TuneIn, among others. Whichever platform you use, don't forget to give us some likes and leave us some feedback. Or you can email us at properenglish, all one word, at sapo.pt 
If you have any suggestions for future podcasts. Or if there's some words or phrases that we've used in this or previous episodes that you don't understand. Or if you have any questions or queries about what we've talked about, we'd love to hear from you, even if you just want to say hello. So until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me too. And thank you for listening to Proper Proper English. English.